What's up, guys? This is Jeff from Couch Uncooperative coming at you with a special podcast episode. Uh, things have been kind of hectic here lately, so we didn't want to send out no content. We wanted to give something just in general, uh, even if we couldn't do our normal scheduled content. With me this week, I have Kevin. Hey. And Larry. Why does he get to go first? Uh, I was going to say alphabetical, but I don't think that works. Nope. It doesn't? Uh, reverse alphabetical. <laughs> Nailed it. And uh, we are unfortunately missing Tyler this week, who is adulting at the moment. So sad. Trying to get some things in, uh, in order. His affairs. Yeah, exactly. He's dying. Jeez. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I digress. Uh, so this week for a special episode, we taking a deviation from our normal scheduled content, and we're going to be having a little discussion on some games that we personally may have loved that critics hated and vice versa games that we hated that critics loved uh we'll start off with we're kind of let's just go round table here and like a person can do a game they liked or disliked and we'll have a quick little discussion with it uh kevin you want to start us off because i know you're kind of uh very opinionated on some games yeah okay (laughs) exactly uh do you want me to start with what i liked uh, either or, go for it. You pick. All right. Let's see. Um, for a game that I liked that critics in general didn't like, I think the first one would have to be Recore, uh, which came okay. out. Did that come out last year? At, at, if it came it out last year. this year, or last year it was the end of last year, right? Oh, it was last year. It like just missed my game of the year's uh, top ten. It was okay. my honorable honorable mentions. Um, can, can you give those of us who haven't really seen the game a brief overview of like what it is and how it works? Yeah, Recore was a game. It was made by was it like X Mega Man people. It was or Inafune. Yeah, look Mega at him real quick. Mega Man, yeah, yeah. Um, and you played a girl who I don't remember her name. And you were, I think you're exploring like a new planet and you have like a robot buddy who, and all these robots on the planet have these cores and you can take these cores out, put them in other robots. Um, and it kind of transfers their consciousness between them. And each robot has like different abilities they can use with them. Um, and you also have this gun that can switch between three different colors, like the Mass Effect 3 ending. I think they're <laughs> actually the same colors. If I remember. Um, and maybe they maybe it things. was a direct shot. <laughs> and uh, I think it's been a while since I played it, but... Didn't you kind of describe it as like a Mario 64-esque game with guns and yeah. robots? So its structure is very Mario 64, like collecting stars in different, I guess, dungeons or you, know, you could say paintings. Okay. Um, and this big overworld. And <clears throat> each dungeon is it's kind of like a it's like a mini zelda dungeon maybe even like a shrine like in breath of the wild where they each have their own puzzles and you have to use a uh, specific robots to do different things you can swap between them at any time uh for the most part and each color on your gun does a different thing um and i think it's like the enemies that are blue will be weak to red and vice versa it's been a while I just remember I really liked this game, and I was so surprised that people didn't like it. 
Um, and I think that really came down to the end where after like, I don't know, it wasn't long, maybe like after 10 hours or so, you'd get to the final boss and you'd beat him and then all of a sudden, or you thought it was the final boss, um, you beat him and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to the top of my tower and you have to like come get me. And then you realize you have to get all these, I don't remember what they were, but let's just say stars to get through these doors to get to his, like, I guess the final, final boss. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just stopped playing at that point because they realized like the the sudden hike and the amount of things you need to go collect or you like you need to leave and then collect these things do all these other dungeons and then come back and like open these doors to get to them just like oh, was it like a scenario where you would have like you know you need 5 10 15 20 and then it jumps to like 50 yeah i think it ratcheted up like crazy um and i didn't mind that but i will say that i didn't dude the whole thing <laughs> so like i never finished the final final boss um so i haven't seen that so i mean clearly it was enough to like push me away at some point but but bad. you you feel like kind of the critics or the people were too harsh on that aspect and that kind of killed some of the interest yeah. in the game yeah because just talking about it right now it makes me really <clears throat> want to go back and replay it because it was some of the stuff in that is really good and like it was a 3D platformer for the most part, which, you know, there's not enough of those anymore. And it did That's that stuff true. really well. Um, like, you had, like, a boost pack. It was actually kind of like the one in the new Mass Effect where you, like, jump up and then boost forward, if I remember. Um, and then you get, like, the different robots that let you, like, hover, I think. Um, and yeah, just, like, the design of all the dungeons were really good. And some of them were, like, really long and smartly designed, and the other ones would be, like, short combat ones, just like those shrines. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. And the, the controls are really, really tight. You played it on PC, right? Yeah, I, I played it... Yeah, I got it through the... Uh, what is that? Games Play Anywhere thing? Yeah, I was just wondering. So I have it on I both. But yeah, I played it all on uh, PC. I was going to get it on Xbox, but the Xbox version was supposed to be, like, just unplayable at first. Really? And that's why I didn't get it originally. Oh, I wonder if it's fine, because I think it actually is on sale. Like, I feel like I saw today that it's, like less than ten dollars i might pick it up because i did want it i don't it's, didn't have anything against it because it's a like you said yeah. a 3d platformer it looked cool like it. it was a Larry, cool you idea. hate those games i know i it's, just hate platforming it's <laughs> almost like a nostalgic game like it feels like a ps2 game you know what i mean yeah no that's like a jack awesome. and daxter type thing yeah it's really but cool i couldn't i don't have you know a very good computer for pc gaming so i would have to have yeah i wonder xbox i wonder how it run them. um yeah check it out i think there is also a like definitive edition coming in like a month or so um that's finally oh, adding like a yeah. there's like a cut robot or something that never made it into the final game which is weird too because there's like nods to that and like places in the game already that you can't go without this robot that doesn't actually exist so they're finally putting that in okay so that's definitely one of those games where I saw some of, I didn't really, and that kind of just kind <clears> of <throat> fell like off my radar. Yeah. And like, I really didn't he hear too much of it one way or the other, but it's definitely one of those games where hearing you talk about it and then seeing what I've seen makes me surprised that the, there wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. And it's definitely a game that I yeah. would take a look at. You know, it's one of those games that's like that mid tier, like you could say like double a games that existed in like maybe two generations ago 
like original Xbox and PS2 where like it didn't have like a ton of money behind it. Um, but it was just like there's a lot of heart, you know. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of thing that's missing nowadays. Yeah. Is the, the double A game? Yeah, when those come along, yeah. it's just the best. I think we're kind of at that point where there's no middle ground between indie and triple A. But you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, Larry, what about you? Pick one from your list of wonders and give us what you think. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just I have them listed out. A game that I liked that nobody else really liked, and I don't even know that I dis. I think they're wrong, but I liked The Order 1886. Now, I get the problems with it, and it's definitely not worth it for sixty dollars. Yeah. But but the game looks really good. I like the I like Victorian stylings of things, so that's kind of what got me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really cool guns throughout the game. Um, I liked the werewolf boss fights that everyone else hates, where it's just a giant quick time event. But I enjoyed them because they looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like that stuff, like the like, yeah, kind of yeah. it is what it is. It's like a basically like an interactive movie. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not doubting it. The game, yeah, it, obviously, they spent too much time on the engine because the engine's fantastic. And then there's one mission in the later part of the game that's like it's chunky. It's a big chunk of the game where it has shooting, puzzling, and platforming. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the whole game was supposed to be, but they didn't finish it. Huh. And that mission's cool. That's like a fully thought out mission. That one's really good. The rest of them just seem like they ran out of time and they were just like, let's get these going. That's interesting. Yeah, I never played it. I saw saw a lot of it. Uh, It never really struck me. Kind of the biggest thing to me was at the time of it being released, I didn't have as expendable of uh, money that I do now. And I, I couldn't really justify the 60 bucks on the short game when there was a lot of other things that I really wanted to play and buy at the time. Right. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it like four hours or so? Yeah, it's like, I think I got seven. I played it on the hardest difficulty because I knew okay. it was short. But I also platinumed it, so I guess I did all the right. stuff. So, so you played it a few times then? Or a couple? No, you only had to play it once. Okay. No, if you play it, like I would look for the I guess I got seven because I was there's all collectibles hidden, and that's the majority of the trophies. <laughs> okay, so you, you're kind of saying that this may be one of those games where the critics aren't necessarily wrong, but you're just kind of going against the grain, and what you personally liked, they just may not have been a big fan of. Yeah, I guess I interpreted the topic as games I liked, even though they were critically panned. Not necessarily. Oh, it's it's the the topic is kind of whatever you want to <laughs> decide it. It's either a game, like you said, that you might like that critics either rightfully or wrongfully, in your opinion, disliked. It's just kind of like what you decide. What's kind of sad like, though is the game ends on a really <clears throat> cool story beat where you basically end up as Batman at the end. Nice. <laughs> and it would be a really cool sequel, but it'll never happen. Are you like Van Helsing or something? No, it's just just like the way the game ends is like you've been. I think I don't think anyone cares if I spoil it at this point. Nah, you, you good, you good. Um, the leader of the order is a werewolf, and you're the only one who knows, and he like kicks you out. Um, because like you fight as the final boss, as you fight his son, is also a werewolf. 
um, and you kill his son, and then he like kicks you out because you're like disgraced at this point, and no one's gonna believe you. But then Is like it, like, it ends passed down, like the werewolf. Gene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, there's all werewolves and vampires, and for some reason the vampires are always naked. So you see that dong. <laughs> Hanging Great. that yeah. vampire pale dong. That's why they built that engine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the flopping physics are on point. Um, oh, it wasn't flopping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, you, like, the game ends with you, like, standing on top of a building with your, like, cloak flowing in the wind. And you're like, oh, I gotta stop them. And, the, nice. like, the city's falling to pieces. And the vampires and werewolves are like teaming up to stay alive and stuff that's cool all right cool and then didn't like sony abandon them after that yeah i don't know what happened specifically but the the talk before the order came out was that sony was going to buy them and then after the order came out they announced that they were going third party so probably (laughs) that's that's rough that's great (laughs) but sony owns the engine so okay I don't know if they'll use it again now that they have Decima, which seems to be what they're going to use going forward. But True. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of change gears here and do something that I personally didn't like that a lot of critics and a lot of other people really liked. Okay. And I, I'm ready for the hate. I was not a big fan of Left 4 Dead 2. Or, in general, kind of the Left 4 Dead franchise. All right. Yeah. That's something the internet will probably disagree with you on, but I think in this podcast you're not going to get much pushback. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's fair to say. It just, I I don't know if it's just I was missing something or what, but t- to me it just felt like even when I was playing with people, it became more of a s- same game, different level. But I really just didn't feel like everything was all that different there was a limited number of different kinds of zombies and it just wasn't kind of enticing to me like i gave it multiple multiple chances and you know combat was fine the controls felt fine the gameplay was fine but especially when i was younger i couldn't really justify spending 60 bucks or you know getting a birthday christmas gift for a game that i just felt was yeah it's 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 a game did you play it alone no, no, I played it with people. Okay. Yes, yeah, so like, that's a that was my problem. Is I was playing it alone because I didn't. Have... Yeah, I played it alone. Yeah, like I played time. it with people, and like the craziest thing was like everyone like that I played with it. You know, they loved it. They had so much fun, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it did like, interesting things, like the the way that it spawned the uh, the zombies was based on like an algorithm that it knew like what was happening and kind of i guess it was like the frequency of the jump scares and stuff and it knew like when to send them at you and when not to yeah like they called it like a director i definitely will agree that it's it's a good game just i just didn't like i just did nothing for me like i i feel like when it comes to I guess, like, survival-esque games, like Horde, Firefight, whatever you want to call it. I just had so much more fun playing different survival games than I did this one. Yeah. Which is, which may, you know, 
I may be completely crucified here, but I, I just felt like other games did the survival mode in a way that everyone, like every level, every different scenario felt more different to me than just, you know, running through the game. And like the sad thing is, like I loved some of the characters. I just the game did nothing for me. What surprised me was that there was no like loot or any sort of character development, like all like in the story and in like an RPG sense. Like, yeah, you weren't that's... leveling up or anything. I feel like that would have made that game like infinitely better to me if I felt yeah. like I was working towards something for my character, not just the end of the level. And it confused me how people could stick with it for so long when they weren't actually like achieving anything. You know, like that, like a game like that today, kind of doesn't exist. Like, you know, you need your Call of Duty, like you need your gun unlocks and your you know, all your attachments and your perks and all that. But there was just none of that. Exactly. Even all the characters are the same. That's Sorry, there you go. That's an interesting point, um, which is weird because you're right about it not existing today. But Halo Three is probably my second most played game ever and there was no i wasn't unlocking anything we were just playing yeah i mean because we just enjoyed it i think in that scenario with the advent of forge and then just how different all of the game modes kind of reacted i feel like everything was different to the point where oh yeah i mean there was totally more content in halo 3 but i think that was kind of the killer yeah, I think that was kind of my killer for me for that game, and I, I will never tell people to not play that game. I will just say that it, you know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I just I didn't like the idea of you're not really working towards anything; you're just trying to survive. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a bad game, but it, yeah, it's just, yeah, it doesn't really have a lot going on there. It's, it's mostly just not for me. It's yeah, like, and so, it, you it's know, weird. It was a weird game coming out of Valve, who's like has done basically just story stuff up until that point exactly um, so well, didn't have a whole lot of that it's kind of relying on your interactions with other players online Tur- uh turtle is what's it what's the company turtle rock is it turtle i think it's turtle rock turtle rock I think made so. it oh that's right but, i think valve like, know, helped it's, out it's, or whatever but it was their game yeah it's a good game personally i guess for the podcast it wasn't really a big game but you know listen to me don't listen to me you know coach on cooperative worldwide pretty much <laughs> you've been waiting for that one haven't you oh big time uh <laughs> uh kevin give me a uh something that you personally didn't like that uh the <laughs> critics loved okay let's talk about shadows you of Mordor. And me let's talk you what? and me yeah <laughs> no uh lord of the rings shadows of is that what it's called shadows lord? of mordor yeah, yeah is lord of the rings it's, like it's middle earth title Middle, oh, Middle Earth, Shadow, Shadows of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor okay. or Shadows ne- of Mordor? It's not necessarily canon, so it's called Middle Earth. Okay. Is it Shadows <laughs> or Shadow? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I played a text adventure back in the day that was like, I think it was Shadows of Mordor. Shadow. Okay. No S. All right. Anyway. Yeah, that game won Game of the Year from most places that year. Was it 2014? Um, and and I think that was largely because it was a terrible year for games. I think it was that and that. Dragon Age won all of them. Pretty much, yeah. It was like between the two for most people. Well, no um, one expects the Inquisition. <laughs> that joke has never been made. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally the first person to ever utter those words. 
No, Shadows of Mordor, like, just... It was fine. Um, it just... It didn't... I don't, like, the Nemesis system didn't work right for me. Um, I, I didn't think it was broken. I just think that the balance around the whole thing didn't work as they intended. Um, My because, problem is, like, I would kill most of them before they could get away. Yeah. It was really easy, which was I, weird. I liked the idea of it, but I just felt like, in practice, it just wasn't as amazing as people made it out to be. Yeah, even the idea for me is, like, not all that interesting. Because, like, in the end, they're still, like, dumb AI. Like, I don't need them to remember me. You know, this isn't a Telltale game. There's not, like, a narrative there. Or at least for me, like, that never happened. But Urzog me. will remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was Jesus cool. Christ. Um, yeah, it's like Fallout like, so, 4 with people liking that. <laughs> um, pretty early on, you get very overpowered. With the, like, was, the skills that it gives you. For better or worse, that was on purpose. Yeah. Um, and you're, yeah, the whole time you're, you're building your, your guy to be more powerful, to, so you can face Sauron or his black hand or something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But I quickly got to the point where I just didn't die. I think I died once at the beginning of the game, so I had one nemesis. Um, and that's how it worked is like you would die and then like the guy that killed you would become your nemesis and he'd like he'd get like promoted or something and then he would like quote unquote remember you just by saying some pre-recorded line um and that just never happened after like the first hour or two of the game i didn't die because it was so easy and i'm not like the best player at video games you know but did that game have a uh, new game plus mechanic I don't think so. Because to me, that kind of game just lends itself to a new yeah. game plus mechanic where huh. if you if you want to have him be OP, have it be in the second or third playthrough. Yeah, that's not like, a bad idea. Like, And like I felt like that with a lot of games that either did it well and it worked or just didn't do it and I wish they did it where you might like you know do a slow build, have the game be relatively hard in the first time, and then either jack up the difficulty or don't, and then just play through the game again, but you start out where you had it, and then you just rinse through everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would that would probably work. I wonder if they'll have that in the next one. Like, uh, I guess, like, the most recent incarnation of it for me was uh, the Ratchet & Clank reboot. To do, like, everything in the game, you need, you know, two or three playthroughs, and they just new game plus you. Yeah. And it doesn't increase the difficulty but you know you keep all your upgraded weapons everything like that so you know the first boss you face you one shot him because you have like the rhino completely maxed out and it's just fun because it's so ridiculous yeah and they, they could have for a new game plus they could have come up with like <clears throat> other perks or like the debuffs on the enemies exactly that would have been just make them stronger more. make it harder if you want to like uh, you know, Borderlands to it, where like every playthrough gets significantly harder as you maintain yeah. your strength. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, and that wasn't the only problem I had <clears throat> with the game either. Uh, I thought the world was kind of poorly designed, or it was de it was designed around the mechanics. And it was obvious, and that stuff really bothers me in games, where environments just like oh, like or. Gears of War, for example, is like, here's the waist-high walls everywhere. Like, I know yeah, that there's going to be a shootout. Um, and this other problem of, like, platforming is like, oh, everything here is 
flat and square. Like even all the like the landscape was like ang like hard angles, um, which was just weird. And it stood out to me. It looked very gamey, which is kind of bizarre. See, I, the way I look at that kind of idea is similar to the way I look at uh, things when like you know making a D and D campaign or stuff like that where. To me, it's you create the world, and then the world dictates everything else. Right, yeah. Like, you don't create, like, the combat and then just make an area that it works in. I feel like that just doesn't seem organic. Yeah. Especially like, for, like, an open world like that. It should feel natural, and exactly. they're going like, to recreate. Isn't a game like that kind of predicated on chaos and just things happening? Yeah. So, like, in... I guess like I'm agree. I guess just from kind of hearing you and the little bit I played of it, it feels like it should be more open to fighting in areas that aren't conducive to fighting or having no real chance to use certain abilities in certain areas because maybe it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not a bad idea either. There was just no variation in that stuff, and the, they're dealing with like the most interesting world ever made. You know, you get the whole Lord of the Rings license. And they just kind of dropped the ball in a lot of places there. It was just boring. It was boring to look at. Yeah, I can can get that. Well, the new one has the Nazguls, so there's nowhere to go but up, I guess. And most of Middle-earth, it seems like. I saw that they had, like, I can't remember any names right now. Like, Minas Tirith was in there. Yeah. I don't know. if I don't remember. I'm sure you're right. But I I know there there was a bunch of... The specifically named places. Yeah, so that's cool. Do I'm, I get to light the beacons? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Gonna buy sure. the game now. Well, and uh, the new one you're taking and castles and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and where? building an army. I wonder how big that the the open world areas will be, because like I don't think it's gonna be all small environments like these castles. Um, like I just I wonder sure. how that structure will be. Okay. Cool. Larry, what you got? Show me what you got. Oh, well, wait, I the guess... other thing? Oh, the other Kevin? thing is that you're building up to be super powerful and awesome. And the end of that game, you fight Sauron or whatever, it, whoever it is in like a one-button quick-time event. And it's like so it's everything the... you had done was for nothing. So you're telling me it's the Fable 2 motto? Yes. Okay. Which is also on my list. All right, we'll get, we'll get to that. Larry, show me what you got. <laughs> Get swifty. Take off your pants. Shit on the floor. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You gotta get swifty. Uh, I guess we just talked about Lord of the Rings. One of the ones I liked that wasn't well received critically was Lord of the Rings The Third Age, which okay. was essentially Lord of the Rings Final Fantasy. Yeah, that game was cool. The game was awesome. Built up, it wasn't necessarily a part of the main trilogy. It was based on the movies. And it wasn't you weren't playing as the people from the movies. It was like a side story. It was parallel, right? What was it? It was parallel to those movies. Yeah, it was taking place. You were like close to all the big happenings, but you weren't the big happenings. Just behind them. Yeah, like you fight the Balrog. Right, I remember that. That's pretty funny, actually. Um, Wait up, guys! It was really cool. The the game looked cool. I thought it was well done, but apparently I was wrong. Or not that I was wrong, but I was disagreed with. No, you're wrong. And this is why you were wrong. Well, I've never met anyone who disagreed with me before until we were looking up scores before we did this. And I was like, what? 
Yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, I didn't play, but I watched someone play most, if not all, of it, and it seemed awesome. And that kind of turn-based Final Fantasy stuff was like right up my alley. I feel yeah. like also just fantasy worlds in and of itself lend itself to that combat working. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of ingrained in our culture with like D and D. Love D and D, man. Well, the turn-based uh, is going away. Is it? Yeah, even yeah, in the I mean, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, it's real time and that. No thanks. Oh, what they are taking out the they're taking out turn based in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. It's working like Kingdom Hearts now. Yeah, I mean at least it's not Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Persona Five is the only turn based RPG I can think of that's coming out this year. Pokemon. <clears throat> well, we don't know that it's coming out. Oh yeah. Couldn't. Yeah, okay. It's not a lot anymore. Well, I think I think I'm just gonna round out my list of things that I didn't like, and again, from just memory, I don't know if I'm gonna have any pushback on this game as well. But I wasn't a huge fan of Mario Sunshine. I just didn't. I just didn't like it. It had a lot to live up to. I I agree with Mario sixty four being one of the most universally loved games and just well made games. Yeah, I I just I didn't like it. I think it came down to a couple things where I, I thought the story was kind of dumb in the grand scheme of things. A Mario game and what? A Mario game story. Well, I mean, like, well, I mean, it wasn't just your typical Mario story. They tried to get kind of fancy with it. But at the same time, it was like little Bowser framing Mario for things. And it was just weird. Was that the first appearance of Baby Bowser? I don't know if it was the first appearance, but it may have been like the first appearance where they kind of dubbed him like little Bowser or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. I want to call him Little Bowser. Exactly, baby like Bowser. Little Bow Wow. I don't little Bow Wow. Know. I don't think I played this one. I think really? this is the one and I missed. It's. It was also that at the time, like I, I'm sure if I go back now and like give the thing a thorough playthrough, I'll probably have a slightly different perspective. But I think part of, the, of it as well is all of the mechanics with like the water hose. I just as like you know kid teen whatever i just couldn't do with the fucking gamecube controller it was complicated and yeah it it was a hard game too like beyond that like it was like weird controls and then the levels that were in that game were actually really difficult yeah and i i just i i think it it probably is partly because of all of the hype of mario 64 that kind of made things I guess just not as good because you're looking at like you know, one of the best games, and then I'm just per- I wasn't a huge fan of Sunshine, so I think that's one of those games where I may have to go back and find some way to either get a hold of a GameCube or something and play a legit play run through. Yeah, play but uh, or but uh, I think I think I need to go back and give that game like a solid, you know, fifth try because my first couple tries. 
it just it just wasn't for me and i know that game is like kind of loved by a lot of people like critics people in general and I, i don't know if that's just like it gained a cult following after okay. the fact what if or i if said it was... what if i said it's the majora's mask of mario games now you bring up a very good point they tried something a little different some people hate it some people love it yeah. you see that might have been the single biggest thing you could have said to make me give it a second shot it's weird coming from nintendo because they usually make good games but both of those are average games. See, you you make a very very compelling point. Because I am one of the I am one of the Majora's Mask defenders. I loved that game. I'm hoping and Breath of the never Wild gets before. a Majora's Mask game. The year later, take the same assets and make something fancy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, isn't uh, you know, off topic here. Isn't that isn't Breath of the Wild getting like three straight up DLCs? Well, yeah, only, but they're like only one of them is one of them's actually something. A story mode. Okay. As far as we know. Okay. Well, then I, I digress. I would Th- take that... like a hundred more shrines. Well, there's a cave of challenges as in the first DLCs, Ooh. so that's probably a shrine challenge mode something. Nice. So I think I, I think I will have to go back and give that another shot with kind of different viewpoint going in, but yeah. you know as it stands right now, I, I'm going against the grain with the generalized people, and I just I just didn't like that game for a myriad of reasons. I can't again. I, it's not one of those things where I can say it was a bad game. I feel like that I, is kind of the popular opinion at this point is that it was like it was an okay Nintendo game, and it, it's weird. And I think people are uncomfortable with an average Mario game. You know what I mean? Well, what do you? I mean, there now we have average Mario games. Exactly, and we like got what? super. We got Super Mario <laughs> Seinfeld coming out this year. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mo- moving right along. Uh, Kevin, what you got? Let's talk about little game from our friends at Bethesda, friends of the site. Not really. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they'll be my friend because I really like Mass Effect Andromeda. That's Bioware. Oh. Wait, why did I say Bethesda? Bioware. <laughs> Never mind. Ignore all that. That's why I was confused. Gee, now they're not going to be my friend. <laughs> You've Let's talk it, about Kevin. Dragon Age 2. I think that this game is massively underrated. Uh, yeah, I would I agree. It, I don't understand the hate for this game. I mean, like, I, I can, know it has problems. I was going to say, it has some, it does have problems. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, I mean, it, it's a very different thing from Origins. It's vastly but it improves Kevin, what if I told you so that much. Dragon Age 2 was the Majora's Mask of Dragon Age? <laughs> they tried something different. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Um, except I think that in a lot of ways it's better. Like it improved on a lot of uh, origins. Um, I don't know if you remember when Origins came out; it was like really outdated. And origins like, was an old school RPG. Yeah. Yeah, and like a, a lot of people like that. Like I'm, I'm, I like a lot of that stuff. Um, but like the way it looked and kind of the 
the structure was all just kind of bad at the time. Um, it really stood out. <laughs> what? And, I wasn't... Go ahead. For me, I liked Dragon Age 1. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Origins, and then I loved it. Wait. What? Dragon Age Origins is Dragon Age 1. Tell me about Dragon Age 1, Jeff. <laughs> no, so sorry, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I meant... Uh, Do you mean Dragon Age Awakening? The yes, yes, yes. back to Origins? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't that after but, Origins? Yeah. But what does Jeff know? Yeah, exactly. I know nothing. Moving on. <laughs> but no, like, I, I, I didn't... I did, like, two better than one... And I think it might be the changes where, like, I thought one was an okay game, and I thought two was so much different than one to me that it just seemed like a completely new game, and I came in with, like, a completely open mindset. Not, like, saying, you know, I want it to be exactly like one because I didn't, I wasn't, like, a mass, I liked one, but I wasn't, like, a massive fan of one. And I think that kind of helped for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And one, I have a lot of nostalgia for one, even though I like I don't love that game. I think it's a really good game. I was a massive um, fan of one. Were you? I was. Would you like better, Larry, one or two? I mean, I like one better, but I don't know. I don't hate two. Yeah, it's hard. It's not a they're, good they're game. really different things. Like I think, like I said, I think two improves on a lot of the the stuff. Like the it looks a lot better. Um, I think two probably plays better. Yeah, plays better. I also didn't really like any of the characters in two. That's fair. Except for like, um, can't really think of anyone. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it was a smaller, more focused thing. You know, it yeah, took place in that's one, fair. That's fair. One city. It knew what it was trying to do. It had a like a, a smaller story. Really, it was smaller scale. And that was interesting. Yeah, I think it didn't try to do too much, and then it focused on what it had. Yeah. It was a you bottle what episode. <laughs> what? It was a bottle episode. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the main complaint, if I remember at the time, was that the dungeons were all like the same. And not just yeah, like, all... metaphorically, they were actually just copy and pasted. There's a lot of reused assets and rooms. Yeah, yeah that's very, very true. It did become tedious at some points. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about Dragon Age 2. I just think that it deserves it deserves better. It's a good game. It, it deserves better than what it got. Yeah, totally. Like people, a lot of people like shrug that game off or just like refuse to play it because the reviews are all like the the negativity around it. But it's actually really good if you give it a chance. Okay. Uh, Larry, what 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 you got? Give me something that you didn't like that people loved. So here's my, um, here's my hill that I've died on. No one in the world has ever agreed with me. Okay. I've never, I've never met a single person. I do not like Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, see, hold on, Larry. Larry, this is what we're gonna do. All right. I want you to tell me exactly what you think, and then I will tell you exactly why you're wrong. But okay. just go on. I'm no, no, no pressure here. I I think the voice actor did a great job with the character. I think Trevor's writing is, is written as like the most annoying character ever made. <laughs> he was written I'm not defending it, like um he was written as like the perfect GTA character though, I like know. a psychopath. 
But I guess oh, the yeah. thing is, like, his character was essentially cut to Trevor. Trevor does something insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything else. Like, I think, is it Stephen Ogg? Is that his voice yeah, yeah. actor? I think he did a fantastic job, like, voicing yeah, the character, bringing the character to life. I just found he just, like, graded on me after a while, and he was just like, I would be like, all right. The characters would be like planning, and he'd be like, "What's the craziest thing I can do?" <laughs> that's pretty valid, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not entirely wrong. Like he was definitely <laughs> just, there, sh- like kind of more um, shock than a lot of things. But I, I did like the I did like the character. But what else like kind of makes you just like dislike the game in general? I also feel like the open world, like there's a million things to do, but they're all meaningless. <laughs> well, in what way? What do you mean, like meaningless? Well, like, they're all, like, simple. If you exclude, like, the story missions, like, I thought the heists, the heists were fantastic. I thought those were great. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you do this, the side missions are all just, like, cookie-cutter open-world side missions. Well, the thing is, I, I kind of thought that way at, like, when I started. But then, like, you know, I looked online, I looked at some stuff you can do, like, a lot of the stuff you can kind of manipulate to affect other parts of the game. Like, uh, I guess one of the things is, like, with, like, the heist and stuff, it completely throws the, uh, like, what's it called? The stock market into whack to where you can make, like, billions of dollars. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is very intertwined. It's just not, like, surface level. and, And also, like, some of the stuff that isn't, like, directly... I guess kind of featured in the game like you have to do a little bit of digging is some of the most entertaining things like when you join the cult yeah the Scientology it's like the, yeah like no not the, well, yeah like that I don't even remember what it was called like Zorb it was or Scientology yeah and like it was just such a you had to do like such ridiculous random things yeah that's but how it was I just remember such a compelling like whole like mini quest line to do yeah, that's how I remember the side missions as being their own like stories. I don't really remember any like open world fetch quest type stuff or like checkboxes like Ubisoft games. Exactly. Like like I so many like and so many like just the minor characters I thought were just like had like so much personality in and of itself to them. When it comes to like some of the minor characters, like, you know, Laszlo, like the son, the daughter, the wife, uh like your two accomplices when you're Trevor. Lamar, who's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar like, and Franklin were good. Like, those, like, to me, like, and the gameplay felt great. Like, a lot of the gameplay aspects of 4, they just fine-tuned and it was awesome. I guess I didn't like how it played either. It just felt like lock-on shooter. I've never really liked how the GTA games have played. Yeah, they do feel kind of dated. Like, or even Grand Theft Auto 3, and I know that was kind of the first of its kind, but it was like a weird third person lock on and you shoot with the face buttons and well, I mean, that, at the time that was how games worked <laughs> yeah um and like the tap to run stuff always bothers me especially since you don't have to do that in the multiplayer i don't know True. why they do that in the single player i guess i think it's five also came out and it's like i was at like a low point <laughs> as kevin <knows>. yeah <laughs> um, so like, that probably didn't help <laughs> yeah that's totally valid like, there's a lot of games that like they they hit at a specific point for either like good or bad, you know. I, I yeah. think you might enjoy the game more, Larry, if you go back and not even necessarily replay it, but if you look at like the multiplayer, you play that with someone, that can kind of open up the whole game and the whole world in general. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, with I multiplayer, hate... it's a lot less of a lock on because sometimes a multiplayer cancels a lock on, and then they added uh, FPS in the newest incarnations of it, and it made it a oh, lot yeah. more fun for a That's lot of right. things. First person is really good. They did a good job on that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. I as I said, I, online. nobody's ever agreed with me before, so yeah, I know I'm in the wrong. <laughs> Either yeah, way, I... like your your problems aren't like unreasonable. It's just kind of a personal preference, in addition to some other things. But it's not a big deal. Uh so something that I liked that no one else did, other than like Larry, Chris, who may at some point be on this podcast, we have no idea, is Lord of the Rings Conquest. Lord of the Rings heavy podcast. <laughs> well, how many games have they put out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just Lord of the Rings marks. So, true. I'll mark for Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Tom Bombadil. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> what was that, Kevin? I just said Tom Bombadil. I forgot he existed. Because <laughs> the movie is cut out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably. One of the most... <laughs> that would have dragged but, uh, the movie. <laughs> Yeah, you're not entirely wrong. But I don't uh, hate it in the book, but in in a book it has more space than a movie. It would have just like Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Let's not get started on the Hobbit. Pre- yeah. Hobbit prequels. But, so let's you know, c- continuing on. It definitely was like a Star Wars Battlefront clone, I guess. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean it was With, Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, think anyone's yeah. ever denied it. Exactly. But I just love the Lord of the Rings universe and I think it worked so well. Like, it gave you, you know, your... Even though there wasn't a ton of different classes, I thought all the classes were pretty finely tuned, but they were pretty fair. And then the heroes were all just so much fun. It's definitely one of those double-A games. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that game was The polish wasn't really there. We used to play it a lot. And Chris was the one who had it, so... Mm -hmm. I know, I bought it. Oh, did you? Yeah, 100% I bought it. I remember but I, playing it over Chris's pretty much every time I was there. I think the biggest problem was, like, three weeks after launch, no one played it. Like, in general, which just made it tough to play. I just remember the UI being horrible. Like, everything was huge, and, like, the font was really weird. I don't know. That's, that's not, in, that's it's not incredibly wrong, but I, I just loved that game. I spent so much time in that game, and I think it just gets a bum rap, which sucks. Yeah. Alright, so I think one more round through. Yeah, I'm gonna have one more. Okay. So let's let's go one more through. Kevin, what do you got? Let's talk about Fable Two, Jeff. (laughs) Okay. Shoot. So you like that game, right? I like ninety percent of that game. I like it too, if I'm honest. Okay. So and I'll be honest too, it's been a long time since I I don't think it's ten out of ten, but no, no, it's... 2008? It came out when we were in high school. 2008 sounds right. I think. Yeah. I remember driving to GameStop and being like super excited to get this game, and I was like reading the bo- back of the box <laughs> and all you that. I can't believe anything he says. <laughs> um, and I I was just so disappointed by it. Like I, it's a, it's a meme at this point, but I felt so lied to by Peter Molyneux. Because I had it followed like, already done it pretty once. much 
I know. He can't keep I followed getting away pretty much everything this. you said. About, like, what October twenty first, two thousand eight. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like my freshman year of high school. Yeah, I was a. But well, you, you I don't need know, to know how like... old I am. What? People don't need to know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like I up until the final boss fight, I actually liked that game. Like, don't get me wrong, the final boss fight, like, broke me inside. So I actually stopped playing that game for, I want to say, like, a couple years. And apparently, I didn't even know, but I was about ten minutes before the final boss. (laughs) So I didn't even know about the press Y to win the game thing at that point. That hurts. That hurts so much. Didn't even factor into my despisement that's a word (laughs) probably not of that game um and for a while that was like my least favorite game like ever really because i because i was i built it up so much and i was so hyped for it and everything that he had said peter molyneux was like completely untrue see i think (laughs) part of my enjoyment could be from the fact that i really didn't go in with any form of expectations yeah in that I wasn't lied to or anything like that. Like, I heard stuff from, like, uh, Larry and Crowley about the game, and I wanted the game. Mm-hmm. And those, and those are my, some of my favorite gaming experiences, is, like, just buying something on a whim and being surprised by it. Like, that's the best. Yeah. You know, that's and how like, I found Psychonauts. I think one of the reasons I liked the game a lot is there was a lot of hidden stuff that made the game, like, a lot of fun to me. Like, there was, like, legendary weapons you could find that were, like really really cool and like hard to get mm-hmm. so you i really find... liked the combat i remember yeah, that like, like that's a thing like you could find like a magic katana and then like a six chambered rifle and they were just so ridiculous and it was fun yeah. the, thing I did, rifles. the thing i didn't like the most was that you turn into a demon when you're evil see and i've always I will, hated that <laughs> i will agree with that yeah, I was a demon because I I always found it funner in those games to just be like just the worst. Yeah, looking back, I feel like that would have been way more fun. Because those like, games I, were set up yeah. that way. <laughs> oh, the other like thing that's... I really hated too is you had to like eat a million carrots to not be fat. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, was like, definitely no matter what, what I did, was. I was huge. Yeah, like that. that I, was I think that's like was one of my biggest problems is like how kind of quote unquote real they tried to make the game yeah it's like i'll give them credit for trying that stuff but so much of it just didn't work like it's the kind of stuff that would have been cut in any other studio you know what i mean yeah like oh this isn't actually working like it's a cool concept but if it's this far along uh, we gotta cut it one of the gta 3s had that didn't they uh san andreas had that yeah yeah like I, i liked the game i loved the gameplay and i loved like the whole world itself it's just Things like that, like those minor things added up where I will never say it's a great game, but I've always liked the game yeah. up until that final boss fight. I've you come were. around on it a little bit. And I don't know if that's just like rose-tinted glasses or whatever. It's, I, I can never, ever defend that final boss fight. That that was one of those things where, like, I did it. I was expecting, like, you know, oh, you know, he died but came back as a huge monster that you have to fight. Yeah. And then it just didn't happen. And I was just sitting there like, come on. The other thing, too, uh, I was telling Larry before the show that that whole, that whole game built up to or built up around this idea of you having a dog 
and I had a dog in that game for about 10 minutes. And then, and then I tried to, I think I was like climbing down a hill. Like I can vaguely remember this happening. And the dog like glitched up into a tree, then into the, into the hill and then disappeared. And it must've died or something because it never came back. That's awful. I loved my dog in that game. Yeah. So I never, I never had a dog in that game. (laughs) It never came back no matter what I did. And I don't think there was a way to like, as far as I could figure out when I was like that age, I couldn't figure out how to get it back. Rip the dream, dude. Yeah. All right, Larry, what do you got? Final choice. Try to decide between like or dislike. Because I feel like my dislike is probably everybody agrees with it at this point. Do something controversial. Yeah. I don't know if this is controversial, but I like The Force Unleashed. Okay. Um, I think it's a good game. I I didn't play that, so Kevin, (laughs) this is kind of like your area. You can talk to him on this one. Yeah, no. I, I love Star Wars. Everything Star Wars. I was also like, this was young, too. So hmm. it was probably nostalgia goggles going insane. Yeah, um, but I played the hell out of that game too. I just, I was so frustrated by so much of that game. The only part that frustrated me was the Star Destroyer. Yeah, and that Man. was like the worst thing ever. That was bad. Yeah, the game came out in two thousand eight. Also, okay. That was a pretty um, good year. But I just, like, you were, like, so overpowered. And, like, it was the first time the Force had really been, like, super-powered. Yeah. Um, I was looked... really excited about the physics engine. Yeah. I liked pulling people, throwing, bringing stuff down. Yeah. You were really fast. You could slash everything. Darth Vader was in it. I like a lot of that game. I'm a, I'm a big Darth Vader fan. Oh yeah, didn't you play as Vader at the beginning? Yeah. Killing Wookiees. Yeah. Straight slaughtering. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to replay that game a lot. Like just I would load into a random level that I liked. I would load into the, the TIE Fighter factory. Oh, and just yeah. play that over and over. Because I were just, I had so much fun with the mechanics and that. Just throwing guys. <laughs> um I think overall though, I think it's like not a good game, like as like a full narrative or full package. Like it's like really uneven, but I love like the parts of it individually a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really remember the story. I just remember you were yeah. Darth Vader's secret apprentice, and then the, the Emperor finds out at the end and drops you. Yeah, <laughs> like right. a bitch. I thought the unlockable costumes were really cool too. Yeah, like play as a bunch of different people. Also, there was Jar Jar Binks and Carbonite. Yeah, <laughs> that one level, that was pretty awesome. Did you see yeah, what like, uh, Jar Jar Banks becomes like a poor street performer? Yeah, I heard about that. Awesome, so fitting. Well, he handed the emperor absolute power. I know, right? It's all his fault. <laughs> he is it the really Sith. is. Can't believe that. I like that you could like change the color of your lightsaber. And like I said, like change your outfits and stuff. Like that was really cool. Uh, there weren't stats on that stuff though, right? Not that I remember. I f- there was definitely like leveling up of some sort or like unlocking skills or like combos. Like a, like a uh, platinum yeah, there, game. There were combos. Okay. You could like destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, was that one too that you could lean light or dark? I don't remember. 
the game has a combo system for string lightsaber attacks and poor force but with force powers XP to increase Starkiller's power and traits. Do you remember if you could be evil or not? I don't think you you were a Sith, so I don't yeah. Plus, I I didn't I play just your that game. Color. I just kind of remember vague things about. No, it. Yeah, wasn't you can like... you can choose. Yeah, Cause... wasn't there like two endings? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay. But I can choose the light side, defeat Palpatine. I can choose the dark probably... side, kills Darth Vader. Okay. But it didn't gate off your abilities. Like you could still have electricity if you were good. I think. Something like that. Yeah, that was weird. I I forgot that ending. The ending just like it's not canon. (laughs) I I remember like one of the final missions. Maybe it was the final mission where you're like running down the Death Star, uh, laser room thing, (laughs) smashing through the focusing lenses. Do you remember that? Yeah. I thought that was really cool. All right, so kind of rounding out this whole thing. My, my like is going to be a very, very weird one. And I really don't know if you guys will even remember this game. Okay. But Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Hello. Jeez. That's what they call me. Yes. <laughs> Come out of left field. I know. I didn't see I that remember seeing that game in magazines, but I never played it. It was, it was supposed to be like the... I remember the com- the commercials were pretty much making it out to be the successor to like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Well, let me see if I can remember from magazine screenshots what this game was. <laughs> and you tell me if I'm right. You were a small tiger-looking thing. Yep, Tasmanian tiger. You had... Mm, <clears throat> you have like... Like Tarzan outfit it's you it's like a uh i guess outback outfit like australian outback oh all right uh you had a boomerang yes and it was like a 3d platformer yes okay wow jeff liked a 3d platformer guys (laughs) i hate you (laughs) but no like i i loved this game like it to, like obviously if i go back i might think like wow this is terrible but you know little kid me i absolutely loved this game it had like it had so many different like different kinds of boomerangs like different kinds of items that did so many different things there was like m- like guided ones that you'd throw it and then you pilot it there was like two that you'd throw them and they'd explode together Mm-hmm. Like I fucking loved that game, no. and like the story wasn't incredible, but like to me, like all the characters were just so endearing, and just I had so much fun playing that game. I legitimately probably played that game like all the way through, like five or six times as a kid. No, I don't want to alarm you. Did you know that this came out recently on Steam? What? Yes. <laughs> like that's that's the reason I think it's so fresh in my mind. Yeah, this came out a few months ago on Steam. Really? It got a full PC port like a decade or more later. Really? Yep. 
December 12th, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, now I got to go. It's currently on sale, 30% off, $10.49. Damn, I may have to look into that. Like, cuz I loved this game. <laughs> cuz I was that's I was hilarious. trying to think like I was like, did that get remastered or something? And then I was like, oh no, that's Voodoo Vince, which is like basically the same game. Uh, if you ask me. Uh, but then I was like, oh wait, no, 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 it came out on Steam, and it, it's totally there. I'm looking at it right now. That's hilarious. Yeah, overwhelmingly I, positive reviews. Really? So I don't, so I don't know what you're coming about saying that well, it was like, panned. Looking, well, looking on like you know game rankings and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it was critically. Yeah, critically, I guess it's, it's floating got, between like 65 and 70. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's got solid fan base or like kind of cult, cult fan base. Yeah, I just love that game. I thought it was so much fun. The controls were all right. Like, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but I loved it. Cool. Yeah, I might check it out. It's like ten bucks right now. It was. It's a lot of fun. It's a. It's a cute little like you know, single player game. But I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It says his name is. Wait. Oh yeah, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Join Ty on a ripper of an adventure to free his family from, from the dreaming. Yes. Through 17 levels of the Australian Outback. And levels is kind of a weird phrase, I guess, they use. It's it's more akin to, like, Banjo-Kazooie levels. Okay, so they were, like, really big. Yeah, they were not necessarily really big, but they were, like, you know, it they wasn't, like, linear. you know... You, yeah, they were not linear. Did it have, like, a crazy amount of collectibles? Uh, not a crazy amount, but it had a decent amount. Okay. <laughs> That's what I... I mean, if we're talking about games that I didn't really like, that people like, Spandrick, Kazooie. Just too many collectibles. Uh, it had, like... It had your general collectible that you had to, like, get... It had... Okay, it had, like, your your golden jig, jigsaw piece. Yeah. So uh, Then it had, like, little dudes you could find, and then, like... I guess, like, eggs that were currency, but I really don't remember there being, like, a shit ton of collectibles. Jack and Dexter had the precursor orbs. Yeah. Which looked like eggs. Yeah, I thought they were eggs. Um, this game was in early access when it first came out on PC, which I find hilarious because it's a 2002 game. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I'm gonna see if anyone's playing it on Twitch. There was one person playing on Twitch right now. Two viewers. Well, I know it. I know it. We're gonna be streaming next week, boys. That would actually be really good. Is that a <laughs> retro game? <laughs> that may be a retro game in the future. We, we don't know. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, after this week, we'll be back to our normal scheduled series, hopefully with a couple of new surprises thrown in there that we're going to get to on the next episode, but we'll leave that as a little cliffhanger. Yeah, changing it up a bit. Exactly. I think making it a little bit more conducive to the audience and to entertaining purposes, but that's all we have for tonight. Uh, follow us on Twitter at couch underscore, couch underscore uncoop on C-O-O-P. Uh, follow us on Twitch at Couch Uncoop. And uh, keep an eye out for some new things we have coming. Talk to you guys later.